Hey, hey D&D, D&D fam. fam, I'm Quick. And I'm Lee, and you're listening to Divas, Divas and Duckets. So what is a diva? I think divas get a bad rep, but to me, diva is all about the attitude. As for ducats, it's your finances, your assets, Skrilla, Guap, your coin. We're talking all things with the potential to affect your pockets. And while we're attorneys by trade, we are divas by choice. Divas and Duckets is for edutainment purposes. Y'all, we are not Series 511 <laughs> or 703 professionals. This does not create a financial advisor nope, nope. or attorney-client relationship. The views expressed here are solely our opinions and the opinions of our guests. It's just our opinions, y'all. Okay, Divas, let's talk Duckets. All right, welcome back, D&D fam. Yes, welcome back to the Divas and Duckets podcast. If you have been keeping up with us, you know, we just completed a dating potential three-part series. Yes. And that last one has gotten... People all in their feelings. A flood (laughs) of comments and inboxes. And we've been trying to keep up and post them on our stories, but... yes. Yes, so if you are watching us on YouTube, go ahead and scroll down below and get the watch the Diva, um, Dating Potential series, yes. part three is one part, uh, one, two, and three. Yes. And make sure that you subscribe below if you're watching us on YouTube. Yes. And yeah. And regardless of your opinions, hopefully you got something from yeah. it, a different perspective, a different way of looking at mm-hmm. things. Um, so yeah. We are going to move forward. We all know, as we all know, tax season is upon us, as is stimulus check season, (laughs) if you want to call it a thing. And so we thought before that deadline hit, for those of you who file on time, Mm -hmm. let's talk to a tax professional. No shade, I'm just saying. (laughs) They're due on the 15th. Right. So we brought in a certified you know, tax specialist because mm-hmm. I listen. I still call my mama to know what I'm supposed to put for my um. What's the little selection where they ask you to put the not exempt? Are they exemptions? There are like exemptions. you put zero, one, two. I still have to call my mama, so clearly <laughs> I don't know the things. Um, Your so, allowances. Yes, yeah. that's what they are, and I'll yeah. be like, I mean, I don't know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we brought in Mr. Tony Proctor. Say hello to the people going on everyone what's going on all right and like they do at church i'm gonna read over his bio and Mm -hmm. the next voice you will hear is that of mr tony (laughs) proctor (laughs) all right tony proctor is an experienced enrolled agent and esteemed professional in addition to teaching a myriad of business businesses and professionals how to navigate the tax code in order to maximize business success he excels in guiding his clients in the planning and preparation process with over 20 years of experience in business and IT in both the government and corporate sectors, Tony is proficient at managing processes and developing strong client relationships. He's the founder and president of Proctor & Associates Incorporated, a tax, accounting, and payroll services company with offices in Charlotte and Mooresville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. In 2003, he started Proctor & Associates under the guise of helping individuals, especially those in minority communities, learn about, manage, and improve their financial health through tax law courses and business finance management classes tony gives individuals the tools needed to become financially literate and empowered to better manage their personal assets or business capital 
So after this episode, hopefully you won't be like me and you'll know what to put in right. your allowance. And, and, and know to call them allowances, right? I mean, so right. Well, let's like, get into you. this taxes. Can we write this off? Tell the people hello, Tony. <laughs> Absolutely. You can write off everything. That's what I want me to say, right? I mean, that's you know. exact. It teaches how, yes. Right. Episode over. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely appreciate the uh, the invite here. Um, and I, I love to talk about this stuff um, and, and talk about it with energy. Because yeah, obviously yeah. you get to talking about tax. People are like, whatever, mm-hmm, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully I, I can bring some energy and information yes. to the listeners and, uh, and make it do what it do. We yeah. appreciate you. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start this off with the quote from Albert Einstein. All right. right. The hardest thing to understand mm-hmm. is the income tax. Okay. I agree. Yes. Clearly, even from the simple things like what allowances to choose. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us how you got into tax? So I kind of fell into it, honestly. Um, so I've, I've always been a, a numbers nerd. Okay. Um, and I guess now that I'm older and mature, it's, it's, I guess I can be okay and cool with being a nerd. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, some 20 or 30 years ago, a nerd was not the cool Right, that's not thing. the thing, right. Um, but yeah, I've, I've always just been a numbers person. Mm-hmm. Math has always been my thing. <clears throat> I always was helping to tutor my my colleagues and all that. Um, and so, you know, it really came to a head when I was um, in undergrad at Xavier New Orleans, shout out HBCU. Um, and I was actually driving limos. That's another one of my, when I retire from this industry, I'm probably going to get like three limos and make it do what it yes. do. Okay. But I had someone who, who sold a seed into me and bought my laptop and got my first software because I was just doing it on the side. Mm-hmm. So he said, if, if I buy you a laptop and get you professional software, would you make a business out of it? And I was like, yeah, dang, skip it. <laughs> um, so I did it, but I, I, I did it just again, mostly friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really wasn't until, you know, mid, early, mid 2000s, where I really jumped into it and, and started doing like professional um, tax prep for folks that I didn't even know. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's really how it came about, honestly, just mm-hmm. because I've always been good with numbers and it was cool to do it for friends and family. And then I was like, okay, instead of charging my friends and family $25, um, <laughs> Let me make it do what it do. And so, make, right. Make it a business. Yes. That, that's how I got into it. That's awesome. So when it comes to income brackets, so Quick actually just recently told me, or she learned that all of your income isn't taxed at the same bra- mm-hmm. bracket within the same rate. So like, how does that happen? Mm-hmm. And how can we identify the best parts not to get hit? Because I don't <laughs> understand. All right. So, so th- there's a couple different taxes per se. Uh, yeah. You know, we have we have income tax, which is is tiered, mm-hmm. um, and there's actually like seven different brackets, and it changes based on your filing status and where your income falls. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have capital gains taxes. So, you know, the folks that are touching in the investment realm, um, you have capital gains, which is there's two options. There actually is three, zero, but 15 and then 20%. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a lot of people's favorite tax, which is self-employment tax. Okay. 
for my folks that are doing their side hustle um, or full-time entrepreneurship and that's set up as either a sole member LLC or sole proprietor, um, it's the self-employment tax, which is 15%. Um, and that's that's the one that, that creeps up on folks. Mm -hmm. um, they're not ready for it and they kind of bust their head open a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but really, you know, if, if you play your cards right, it's, your income is gonna be your income. Whatever you earn, that's gonna be income tax. Whatever bracket you fall into, your taxable income is there. That's the bracket that you, you end up in. Mm -hmm. Capital gain though, we can kind of control that. Okay. Um, and that's what the investment. Now my folks that just, you know, hit a lick with the whole GameStop <laughs> and AMC and all that, that was yes. going on uh, a little bit back. Um, they're going to they gonna be mad next year when they mm -hmm. realize that they made a whole lot of money in a small period of time and didn't pay a dime in tax on it. Mm -hmm. So as, as the, the good Bishop TD said, get ready, get, get ready, get ready. Um, because it, it's going to come around. So it's, you know, it's really being strategic okay. and controlling where you are and helping to manage where your taxable income mm -hmm. falls. Mm -hmm. And okay. that's where a lot of the, the self-employment stuff comes in and folks being able to bring their taxable income down. Okay. And I just wanted to follow up because you said a lot of times the self-employed, they're not I guess maybe they're not prepared or mm -hmm. something that they don't do and they, and in your words, get bust over the head. So what is that? <laughs> what is it that they maybe neglect to do or should be thinking about for those who are entrepreneurs? So keeping track of expenses and that's, we can do four hours on talking about expenses. <laughs> we ain't got right. all that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, number one is keeping track of the business expenses and, mm -hmm. and even taking a step back from that. If you are doing self-employment, mm -hmm. making sure that you have a separate bank account for the business from personal. Yes. Because a lot of times people will just put it all up in the pot and their whole thing is, well, I made it so I can spend it. Mm -hmm. But when you start co-mingling, you know, that's, yep. that's where you now have to start bringing the attorney in maybe because some, some things can get a little funky. Mm -hmm. um, so having a separate bank account mm -hmm. and then also having some type of financial management system. Mm -hmm. So no one has sponsored this, but maybe they will one day into it. So I'm gonna, our firm does QuickBooks Online. Mm -hmm. And so whether you do QuickBooks Online, you do an Excel spreadsheet, Google mm -hmm. Sheets, whatever mm -hmm. the case may be, <clears throat> have a system. Have a system so you can keep track of what your income is and what your expenses are. Mm -hmm. And the goal is to, we, we all get into business, mm -hmm. for-profit business to make money. Right. But of course, we want to try to limit how much of that is going to be taxable. Mm -hmm. So having a system, having a separate bank account, and just keeping track of what expenses you have that are for the business. Okay. Okay. And that makes sense. Yeah. So let's really talk about this hot topic that recently people have either gotten it or <sighs> it's coming to them. Uh -huh. That stimulus come up. Got that yeah. um, Many people to varying degrees, depending on your income, got a nice little <laughs> check or direct deposit <laughs> based on, you know, the um, relief package that came down. And so yeah. I guess what I want to dispel and even learn um, about is is that free money or is that being taxed? How is, how is that, or how does that work? So not to get all nerdy, but <laughs> essentially the, the stimulus payments are an advance on a tax credit that's going to appear on the tax return. So okay. the payments that were received back in April 20 and then earlier this year, January, February timeframe, those were advanced payments on a tax credit that appears on the 2020 
return. Mm -hmm. And so it is not taxable income. Thank okay. you. I'm glad for that. Mm -hmm. um, but it does need to be reported on the return. Okay. Um, so if you if you were due to get the, the most recent one was 1400, but I'm gonna take it back even to the 600 earlier this year, mm -hmm. if you were due to get 600, mm -hmm. and you got it, then yeah, we had to put on it that you got the 600. Mm -hmm. But if you didn't get the 600, for whatever reason it may be, we do want to make note on there that I did not receive my stimulus mm -hmm. so that you can get it as part of the return. So it's not taxable right. income. A lot of people are like, nah, I don't put that on there because I don't want to be taxed on it. Mm -hmm. But it's not taxable. It's actually an advance on a credit mm -hmm. that's on there. So, Okay, so it reduces the credit. So, yes. So okay. you, you would be due, again, we just use that 600 one. Okay. <clears throat> you would be due to get the $600 credit. Okay. You just, you just 600 early gotcha but we need to report that we got it. and if you didn't then run me my money let me get it now mm -hmm. on the return okay gotcha. that makes sense okay and so <laughs> as she was saying like some people were surprised mm -hmm. that they received the stimmy you know because they thought they may have not been eligible based upon income what were the income stipulations and are they also different based upon how you file head of household single so we had single and then we have married. So you basically, once you hit the 75,000 threshold, it started to fade out. Okay. That was the first two, the one early 2020 and then early 21. This most recent one actually was 75 and then it had a clip at 40. If you, if you were a, a dollar over that, it was a wrap. Mm -hmm. um, and then for married, uh, you actually basically just doubled up to 150. And I want to say the clip is like 160, 165. I'm just slipping my mind right now. Um, but it was a it was a hard cliff. Like once you mm -hmm. hit it, it was no start coming down. Mm -hmm. It was just like mm -hmm. done zero. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so again, trying to be strategic because you know some people have played with their returns to try to get a certain number. Mm -hmm. um, which has its advantages sometimes, but it could have its advantages as well. Right. And that was based upon the 2020 filing or the 2019 filing? Is it? So both. Okay. So okay. It, it's, you know, I, I had a joke in my, uh, in our staff meeting earlier this week that I feel like IRS just took a bag of 27 million marbles, <laughs> threw them up in the air, and wherever they landed, either they would pick the 19 or the 20 return, and those were the folks that ended up in this first batch that hit in March. I believe it is. <laughs> well, not incriminate myself, but okay, I, be yeah. I believe that's what happened. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Thank you. So, and I've heard a lot of times, you know, just speaking of, you know, stimulus around that time that if you file taxes, you might be getting just your regular refund mm -hmm. or what have you. So what I've heard that is, is if you get a refund, it means that you paid too much throughout the year. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Or I guess, is that the right perspective to kind of look at it through? So, you know, one of my favorite answers as an accounting professional, and probably the same um, answer for my attorney colleagues is it depends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, because there, there are a number <laughs> of things that go into getting a refund. You mm -hmm. could have refundable credits, which are going to boost your refund. You mm -hmm. could have non-refundable credits, which just go up against the liability. Again, not to get all nerdy with it, but it could also be your money. So if we just take, for example, a $5,000 liability, if you've had $7,000 in withholdings from your job, mm -hmm. then you're going to end up with a $2,000 refund. Mm -hmm. So it's money that you have let them hold on to for a year mm -hmm. and now you're getting it back. Mm 
Mm-hmm. But then some of my folks who are getting like these six, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand dollars refunds, they probably didn't make the same amount of money to be able to get that type of withholding, but they have what's called earned income credit or additional child tax credit if they got, you know, two, three, four um children running around the crib or what have you. Mm-hmm. And so when you come into those, those are refundable credits. And mm-hmm. so if you only had a five hundred dollars withheld, but then that credit ends up being thirty five hundred, that's not your money. That's a refundable credit. Mm-hmm. And so now you end up with a larger refund. So mm-hmm. it really depends. I mean it's it's all over the place. We get some clients who are only doing fifty thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. and they may end up with a ten thousand dollar refund i got some clients who are clocking a million million and a half and they're getting sixty thousand seventy thousand dollar refunds i mean if you made 1.5 and you had three hundred and eighty thousand dollars in withholdings a sixty thousand dollar refund i mean Whatever. So you know, it, I mean, it's now, that is their money. Yeah, you got somebody's salary as a right. tax refund, right. and I'm like, yo, I need, that. I need you to stop doing that because that's that's not fun. <laughs> so. Right, right. So for and just speaking of just like refunds and making the, the whole liability, because I think it's it feels better at least mm-hmm. to be owed money mm-hmm. than to owe. And so one of the things that, um, you know, previously I've done contracts or maybe like entrepreneurs might not be in this place where they can actually, you know, do W-2s for folks. Mm-hmm. They might 1099 them or have them basically as independent contractors. So is there a best practice or things that those type of individuals can do to ensure they're not owing a bunch of money come tax filing time? Is there a way to like file throughout the year or like how does that work? So throughout the year, you'll be doing what's called estimated tax payments. Okay. And so those estimated tax payments are going to be based on what you anticipate your total tax liability to be. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's a couple of ways that you can do that. Um, if it's like a side hustle type of situation and you have a full-time gig and you know, okay, well, I probably need to have an additional $5,000 in withholdings you can actually transfer that burden to your employer and have them to take more out of your check. Now, Mm. people say, I hate that because now my take-home pay is going to be less. Mm -hmm. Right. But if my take-home pay is $1,000 less Mm -hmm. because they're paying this $1,000 to the feds or to the state for me, but I still have my side hustle money sitting in the bank. So, you know, it's being strategic with it. The other option is, I will leave your take-home pay as it is Mm -hmm. and then make sure that you make these quarterly payments mm-hmm. and the whole point of the quarterly payment people make a big deal out of it rightly so but the whole game is to make sure that at the end of the year you don't end up with a liability that exceeds a thousand dollars because if you end up with a liability that exceeds a thousand dollars then you get hit with an estimated tax penalty mm-hmm. because you didn't pay enough into the system early enough mm-hmm. so Again, those quarterly payments are going to be mm-hmm. at the end of every quarter. So you got April, July, you got mm-hmm. October, you got January. Yeah. Um, so put the burden on yourself to make those four quarterly payments or just make sure you have an additional amount taken from your job. And I'd say let them be responsible for sending the money so that you can just do what you do mm-hmm. on your side hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. Mm-hmm. So we have had discussions before. Um, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know, you know, 
about I don't like saying hiding money, but it's not get, hiding. Okay. It's, it's so, repositioning. Repositioning. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Repositioning your yeah. funds. So, is there a way to, if you have a you know entrepreneur and you have a business, to pay your child? Mm. Um, th- why you why you laugh? Because you caressing I, I, I hear that question all the time, and I love it. I love it. Yes, you can pay your child, um, and you can pay your child up to twelve thousand, like twelve thousand and some change mm. per year. Now, if you on whatever they call it out there, LLC Twitter, mm. people have these memes out there like, pay your kid $12,000 and save. But there's so many <laughs> more variables that go into the mix. And okay. again, that's probably a whole, I mean, I've done hour long seminars on that. So I ain't gonna sit here and bore you guys with it. But in a nutshell, number one, mm-hmm. you have to have a business. Okay. Uh, that So you can't just be like, oh, I make 120,000 so at my job, and I'm gonna pay my kid 12 to save. So you gotta have a business. Fair. You have to have a business that has profit because mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't you can't take a twenty twenty thousand dollar loss on your business and then say yeah I paid my kid twelve thousand. Mm. So you got to have enough that would justify paying the kid, and your child has to be treated just like any other employee. Um, so and they have to be paid a reasonable salary. So mm-hmm. you cannot pay your nine year old child eighty seven dollars an hour to staple. Come on now. I mean, right. that ain't going to fly. That ain't going to fly. <laughs> right. But you know, behind the scenes, what's happening um, is that the 12000 the reason that that number is so key is that the standard deduction is 12000 And it's mm-hmm. like this year is 12600 mm-hmm. But we're just going to go with 12000 So you, $12,000, the first $12,000 of your income is going to be exempt from tax. So that's mm-hmm. why as a kid, if mm-hmm. the only thing that they made is 12000 is, is exempt from tax right. and we're good. Now gotcha. that's on the federal side. Mm-hmm. We also have to deal with the state. So depending on where you are, you have to make sure that you are aware of what's going to happen from the state side. Mm-hmm. I'm in North Carolina. And so we have a $10,000 deduction for just single taxpayers. So mm-hmm. you still got about 2000 again, all in, you're going to end up paying maybe a hundred, $120, but mm-hmm. for $12,000 tax free, I'll go ahead and run that 120. But yeah, there's, there's so many more pieces into it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to get too deep into the weeds, but the big one is you got to have a business. Right. Usually on a Schedule C, self-employed. Mm-hmm. You have to have profit right. on right. that business, and you got to treat them just like any other employee. So is there in, an age limit? Description, all that. Is there an age limit with the child? Uh, there is not an age limit, um, but it's essentially, I would say, probably 18 and younger. Okay. okay. Um, because once we get over that, you know, they may be working elsewhere, mm-hmm. but no, you, you can't pay your, your 37 year old son who's still in the house. <laughs> okay. never mind. That's, that's a whole different <laughs> show. Okay. Can I pay my five year old? Okay. You can pay your five year old, okay. but is your five year old doing $12,000 worth of work? I mean, they do a, they doing artwork for the, uh, that's a lot of landscaping. <laughs> the baby can barely hold it. Right. <laughs> barely hold that rate. So, I mean, you can pay up to 12, but I mean, even if it's, if it's 5,000 or 6,000, I mean, that's still helping you out. Yeah, you right. Know? Yeah, so for sure. It's not like an all or nothing. It's not like I have to pay them the full 12. Right. Mm-hmm. You can pay them six or seven and still get benefit mm-hmm. from. I mean, that's good to know though, because I, I did not know that going into this conversation that it wasn't 
I just figured you got to figure out a way to get this twelve thousand mm-hmm. popping. So gotcha. to know yeah. that it's just the max mm-hmm. is twelve or twelve six, then I mean that's helpful. Yeah, so it is for sure. <laughs> so we want to get into these LLCs. Do we? Yes. Oh, LLC okay. is fun. Come on, let's go. Listen, I. The joke is, attorney. We didn't go to school for the numbers. Okay, we're the opposite. <laughs> when when two plus two stops being four, and you got letters and mm. stuff, it's too much. So, LLCs, as as uh, Tony said, limited liability companies. We won't bore you in terms of the varying semantics around mm. business entities. I will say, I'm I'm not a fan of sole proprietorships. I'm just gonna put that out there. Um, but. Because your liability. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess my question is, as LLCs, when you have business partners, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're sharing expenses, you're, you're both doing things for the business. Can they, and they, they're filing separately as, you know, they're two individuals. Mm-hmm. How does that work with maybe itemizing the expenses they pay towards that business? Or do they have to file one collective filing for the business? Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, So it really goes back to hopefully there's been a conversation with the attorney because if there are multiple members in the LLC and we're just going to talk about LLC, if it's a multi-member LLC, Mm -hmm. by default, that is a partnership for tax purposes. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Whatever partnership. What does that mean to me? A partnership, multi-member LLC, now has its own separate partnership return. Mm-hmm. And people are probably going to hate me when they're now listening to this, because if you have a multi-member LLC, you also have a partnership tax return due date of March 15th, oh. not April 15th. And a lot of people get it twisted. I had some calls already this week that are like, oh, my God, I'm going crazy. And yeah, because <laughs> you are... Unfortunately, you were not properly advised on mm. what you were getting yourself into because mm. Google is not right. approved by the board. Okay, never mind. Anyway, right. Um, <laughs> so, multi-member LLC, which means that all of the activity gets reported on that partnership return. Okay. So we made a hundred thousand in revenue. We spent fifty thousand in expenses. We got a net profit of fifty k. And if we're fifty-fifty owner. Then you get twenty five thousand. I get twenty five thousand, mm-hmm. but that's going to be reported on what's called a Schedule K one. Again, I'm gonna do my best not to get too nerdy, um, but that Schedule K one is just like a W two or any other form. Mm-hmm. But that's how it comes over to the personal return. Mm-hmm. So okay. I can't say as partner A, well, this is what I paid, so I'm gonna go and take this off of mine. Mm-hmm. It needs to be coming out of the business. Okay. Um, now there's a little bit more to it, and I would definitely say seek legal counsel and seek accounting counsel mm-hmm. on the proper handling of it. But, you know, kind of at that high level, um, you have a partner return. And let me just talk about this partnership return real quick. Mm-hmm. 3.15 is the deadline. <laughs> on 3.16, your return is late unless you filed an extension, gives you six months, whatever. Mm-hmm. It is $205, I don't know why they did 205, but they did $205 per partner Mm. per month Mm. late fee. So March 16th, you got three people in your partnership. You got a $615 late fee. Goodness. Yes. Each month. And so imagine what happens when you haven't done it for a couple years. Oh. 
That's what we got yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's what we got going on. Okay. And so, um, yeah, if, if you if there are multiple people mm-hmm. in this LLC, you have a return right. that's due on March 15th, or at this point was due on March right. 15th. Then you better take action real quick right. uh, because they're gonna hit you in the head with them penalties. So, mm. and with the March 15th filing, do you just whatever that you just so let's say the person may not want to file their individual taxes for whatever reason till April. Do you just file the partnership filing and then you could just save it for your individual later? Is that how that works? Yeah. So the, the partnership, yeah, the partnership just has that deadline. Okay. Now, the individual, each individual partner, you're going to get that schedule K-1 and that if you file your return on at the same time or at whatever the case may be, but you cannot file your personal return before that partnership is done because we have to report the activity that happened on the partnership. So again, a lot of people will, they'll file their personal return on February 9th because they're trying to help and get their refund. <laughs> but you got a whole partnership that needs to be done. Right. So it just, it makes it makes the situation even more muddy um, because now we have to amend your personal return and blah, 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 blah. And mm. every time there's more action, just like with the attorneys, every time there's an additional job that has to happen, yeah, there's another invoice that needs yeah. to be sent out. Right. More decades. <laughs> and more decades. <laughs> <laughs> so that brought me to it. And just to follow, and I, I, this might be a silly question to a tax professional, but I just, I'm like, so you were saying back with the $12,000, you know, entrepreneur pay your child, you were saying that one of the requirements was that you have to be profitable. And so I always wonder like businesses, I think the average for a business to be in the black is like three to five years. So if you're operating at a loss, like you're not making money, do you have to file business taxes? Yes, you do. Oh. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you if you did not make a dollar mm-hmm. that you still need to file a return that says hey we didn't do anything or we made a hundred dollars but we spent 500 mm-hmm. we still have to file that okay. um and they don't it, it don't like those 200 205 penalty they don't care whether you made a dollar or 10 million <laughs> you're going to end up with the same thing so you, you have to make sure that you file it, whether or not you made a dollar or you lost or whatever the case may be. And then kind of touching on that, that three to five years, that's kind of, it's out there and people say, well, if you don't make money within three years, they're going to shut you down. That's not the case. As long as you are in pursuit of a profit, if you are in pursuit of a profit and carrying your business in that way, you can take a loss. I mean, the reality is if I made $50,000 in year one, Year two, I should be maybe making 75. Year three, I should be making 100. And if I, my expenses happen to exceed my income, that's fine. But there should be some type of forward progression. Mm-hmm. But if you make 50000 year one and then make 52000 in year two, and then you make 26000 it's like, are you really in business mm-hmm. or are you just playing around out here? Mm-hmm. And that, that's where it gets, it gets muddy. So mm-hmm. as long as you're in pursuit of a profit, if you happen to be taking a loss, then, and you can show it, obviously you got to have the receipts for it. Mm-hmm. Then, show I mean, me the receipts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a good question. I mean, I just thought about it because as he said, Twitter LLC, and I just was thinking like, there's a lot of businesses out here that I don't think they have EINs. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just, I was like, well, do they have to file it? They just kind of started on, you know, you just on social media, but you're not really 
you know, mm-hmm. you're not balling like your, your client <laughs> who got a $60,000 refund. Yeah, well, when you know better, do better. So okay. he told us here, you you yes. heard it on Divas and Duckets. You mm-hmm. got you got a foul. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get into some of the fun stuff, right? Yes. So, of course, with the wide sweeping of people making a lot of money through mm-hmm. entrepreneurship, through mm-hmm. social media, yeah. um, like they're able to use vacations. They go on a vacation and they're selling clothes. They're able to, you know, take photos and sell mm-hmm. clothes and write that vacation off because uh-huh. it's a business expense, podcasting and all the things. Right. Um, like how, what are like some of those stipulations of what doesn't qualify? Yeah. You know, for being able to write taxes off for vacations yeah so (laughs) i get this all the time and i love it as long as you can prove the business component then you're good now here's the reality let's before covid or shops after covid if we gotta take a trip to the caribbean (laughs) and we we gotta fly there yeah we gotta fly back so my travel it's going to be 100%. I got to get there. I got to get back. I can't control that. Correct. Now, let's say we go to a convention for three days. The convention is three days. I end up hanging out there for seven days. So those three days for my hotel, my Airbnb, my VR, whatever, wherever it is that you're living mm-hmm. for that week, the three days that's there for the conference, I can write off those three days 100%. Mm-hmm. The remaining four days, can't do anything with it unless I go out here and I start having some conversations about the business. Now I got to be able to prove this. Mm. Like if you sell tires, then you, what you going down to the Caribbean? <laughs> I'm just, I mean, let's, let's make it, let's, we got to be real with this thing. Mm-hmm. Trying to um, open a however, branch. for my, for my, <laughs> my boutique sellers, mm-hmm. if you, you're going down there and you're trying to get your dresses in a couple of shops, Hmm. then yeah let's make it do what it do and here's what i'm starting to tell people nowadays because when when the affairs of state are starting to do audits they're going to social media Um, because all your fitness is on social media it's true so i'm finna check in at this boutique yo having a conversation with tyrone Mm -hmm. thinking about putting these dresses in the shop y'all stay tuned there you go there you go now when you go and you look at my social media oh okay i see you was there right that's when she talked to tyrone (laughs) got it so you know make sure that you have proof that there was a conversation about business and i tell people it's it's 2021 Mm -hmm. so whatever paperwork you got to print out what have you write on it and digitize it, take a picture of it, scan it, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. because that carries so much more weight when you did it in the moment mm-hmm. versus two years later when the feds come knocking on the door <laughs> and you're trying to throw an Excel spreadsheet together real quick oh, and Lord. trying to gather stuff. Mm-hmm. The, the weight is carried because you were carrying yourself properly right. when mm-hmm. you were on that trip. So yeah. that's the way to do it. Have, make sure that you talk about business mm-hmm. and prove it. You right. got to make sure that you got proof that makes sense. Put it on paper. <laughs> Put it on paper. That, okay, so that's one thing. I know in the legal field, so people who are in private practice have to hold their records for a certain number of mm-hmm. years, and I think it might vary state to state. So in terms of what you're saying with, you know, having things like that together in case you ever are audited, like what is a good number to kind of hold on to that stuff? So I usually say four years. Okay. Um, 
if you are doing what you're supposed to do with your taxes, mm -hmm. then, and you filing on time, then typically they're only going to go back three years. So I say four, just in case you know, something happened, we got a little cushion mm -hmm. in there. Um, mm -hmm. So three years is typically when they're going to, to go and look back, unless okay. you've been out here riding dirty. And so mm -hmm. if they drop the F-bomb and they think that there's something fraudulent going on. Oh, that one. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> Well, the limits are gone. And so they can go back as far as they want. Right. And you better be able to prove it. So, you know, if, if you're doing something that's kind of walking the line a little bit, I would say hold on to yourself a little bit. But if you're doing what you're supposed to do, your filings are good, four years, you'll be straight. Gotcha. Cool. Okay. Good to know. Rule of four. Right. Mm -hmm. So since we in this uh, write-it-off situation, how is it that the yes. Trumps, the Trumps of the world. Of the world. Yeah. How how they get away, like, a billion. What did they say? $750. I just want to get close to the mic. $750. Uh -huh. Like, people yeah. making 50000 might get that taken out of a biweekly check. Of a biweekly check. Yeah. So, do it? I just want to know. Help us, help us. Someone offended. Yeah. So, here's the deal with Trump and, and here's the deal with what the media uh, did to, to kind of slice. And I'm, I'm a bit of a nerd because I've got all the presidents and VPs tax returns, except his. And the minute that his get released, I'm going to be all up on them. Oh, you really but, Right. <laughs> so earlier we were talking about the different types of taxes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so his income tax was indeed 750 something dollars. But here's the thing. He has been spending money like nobody's business for years. Mm -hmm. And so he's got what's called, again, I know I might get a little nerdy. That's he's got net operating loss. And so because he's had these losses for so many years and they've been carrying forward, yeah, he might make a couple of billion, but if he's still got seven billion in stuff that he spent and it's carrying forward, it's eating up his income. But then also, he's got all these businesses all over the place. So he is paying a buttload in payroll taxes. Okay. And so because he's employing all these people, his the amount that his businesses across the board are contributing from a payroll standpoint um, really kind of help to, to balance out what he isn't paying in income tax. But I tell people, if you want to go to Trump tax plan, then you have to have lost about 150, 200, 400 million. So if you can manage to lose 400 million and bring that forward, <laughs> then we're good. But that that that's how that's happening. Okay. And to be but clear, I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for that return to be released. <laughs> I hope that my sister up in New York get him to force his hand. <laughs> put those returns public because I'm all up in Right. <laughs> yeah, because I'm just like, what part of the code is that? Because I would right. like to highlight, I just want to know because in my yeah. mind, I'm like, how is he not broke then? Like, where, mm. where's the money? <laughs> I'm just... Yeah. Is it in real estate? Tech? What are they doing? Like, where do they put it in? Yeah, the, the payroll tax. And that's, that's why a lot of big businesses, when they get all these incentives to come to town, um, it's because they're going to employ people. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you hear the news or it'll say, well, our favorite company, Amazon, then built the new distribution center. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be hiring another 417 people with an average salary of 70000 mm -hmm. Like, that's part of the agreement behind the doors. They said, well, what's your average salary going to be? Okay, mm -hmm. about seventy. All right, so $70,000 in the average salary. 
We're getting payroll tax off. Those folks are going to come into town. They're going to buy houses. We're mm. going to get real estate taxes. Mm. They're making 70000 They're now going to shop at the expensive grocery store. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's business. Yeah. 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 So, it, it, we don't care about the income tax. We want to get all these employees payroll tax, real estate tax, and sales taxes. Yeah. That's how that works. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. I, I haven't studied this stuff. I'm, I promise. <laughs> so, the only thing I have, and I always let quick finish on a note because sometimes it, it kind of pops up a little <laughs> but the only other one I wanted was really open-ended for you like are there any other nuggets or maybe little known factoids mm-hmm. or things people can take advantage of that as you're preparing or doing facts uh, tax filings you notice people aren't taking advantage of so one of the things um, <clears throat> again is systems mm-hmm. I cannot push that enough um, I, I get so many people that just show up and, you know, they, I guess their accounting is, is on my ceiling tiles because I'll ask them, well, how much did you spend in advertising? <laughs> About 700. And I'm like, for real? <laughs> my favorite ones are, well, it's the same as last year. Okay. But your income doubled. Mm. Where is your system? Like, I need to see a profit and a loss report. Right. Uh, for having that system, um, some of the things that a lot of people miss out on are these subscriptions. Everything is on an auto pay nowadays. Mm-hmm. And so you're paying, again, I'll pick Ooh. on QuickBooks. You're paying your QuickBooks subscription. You're paying for some advertisers. I mean, you're paying so many subscriptions and you put them on auto pay on a credit card mm-hmm. and you don't even realize that those monies are coming out. Mm-hmm. And this, it ain't nothing. It's only $120. But by the end of the year, that's almost $1,500. Right. In one subscription. In one subscription. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you've missed out on that because you don't have a system mm. to, to keep track of it. Um, the other thing people won't like me on this is making sure that we account for all the income. Mm. Which, when it's time to do your tax, you don't want to account for all the income because you don't want to pay tax on it. But then when it's time to buy a house, buy a car, or get financing, mm-hmm. and you sit up here tomorrow, so, oh, yeah, my business does about 250 but on paper, it's got $13. <laughs> Are you going to drink on that, Lee? I mean, I'm just saying, you're going to get a, to that. that's going to be a quaint house. I don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah. the other one is, is mileage. You know, folks. I think there's such a, a, a misnomer on, or misunderstanding rather, on mileage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, either we can take the mileage or we can take our actual expenses, but we have to keep track mm-hmm. of what the mileage is. And so whether you use an app, you're using <clears throat> an Excel spreadsheet, you're doing something that the mileage usually messes people up mm-hmm. because no one, you're not doing it the right way unless you got an app that's following you everywhere you go and you got to swipe left or right or what mm-hmm. have you. But the people, people just, again, they pull the numbers mm-hmm. off the ceiling tile. They just look up and they be like, oh, about 6,000. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but you drove here, 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 and here. Oh yeah. Well, add another hundred on it. <laughs> that, that sounds about right. It does. It's okay. so us. All right. <laughs> so, um, so I mean, I think, yeah, again, from the, from the self-employed side, um, those are the things. And then the final one, of course, is retirement contribution. I, mm-hmm. I can't push that um, because that's if you're self-employed, mm-hmm. you don't you don't have a major company mm-hmm. that's going to contribute on your behalf. 
And so you out here grinding and you grinding for 10, 15, 20 years, and then you're ready to hang it up and you don't have anything sitting to the side to help you live your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now we got to go to Walmart and start checking receipts when people exit the building mm. because we don't have anything saved up for us. So, you know, I, I, I don't care if you, if you only put a thousand dollars in that thing for the year, it's something, yeah. put something in there. Mm -hmm. Even, I mean, I'm all for the tax benefits of it, mm -hmm. but dang, I want to have some money when I'm ready to, to retire mm -hmm. for good. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Put yeah. something on it. Right. And to, to that point, is there, um, and you may have said it, is there a specific type of account that's, let's say, a 401k for entrepreneurs? Mm -hmm. So there are different, there's a bunch of accounts out there. Um, and I usually tell people, have a conversation with your financial advisor. Um, but let's, let's have a, a meeting with the advisor because mm -hmm. there's some things that will help you from the financial advisor side that are mm -hmm. going to hurt you on the tax side. Yeah. And so we want to make sure that we kind of have that holistic approach where we make sure that whatever it is that the financial advisor is recommending is going to be beneficial from mm -hmm. the tax side. But usually it's going to be like a, a SEP IRA or mm -hmm. a simple or yeah, some type of solo 401k. Okay. Um, but just, just get something, yes. <laughs> put something in that thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And I'm here for that communal conversation about these coins. <laughs> so, um, you have anything else? No. All right. Well, we want to thank you for being with us. And we would like you, if you feel comfortable, shout your social media out or con um, contact information for the people so they can reach yeah. you. Make sure their taxes are straight. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, phone number 704-385-1040. Uh, I see yeah, what you did there. <laughs> I, I love it uh social media uh on ig proctor tax clt on facebook proctor tax um and one other thing i'm sorry this just hit me mm -hmm. um for the record the tax returns have been extended so it's not 415 mm -hmm. it's actually going to be may 17th okay um and so may 17th for fed and most of the states are following suit um on that so definitely be aware of that and then again all these things are starting to come to me right now unemployment so a lot of people had to take unemployment last yeah. year mm. um and so with the most recent plan that uncle joe signed for us mm -hmm. um we can exclude up to ten thousand two hundred of unemployment mm. from taxation because unemployment is taxable income okay. mm. People don't realize mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. and a lot of people are gonna get hemmed up when they don't put that unemployment income on their return. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we can exempt up to ten thousand two hundred of it from federal tax. Mm -hmm. um, and depending on what state you're in, some state states aren't. They're not playing. State they not. They not. They not following suit. And <laughs> they like run me my money. They, yeah, they 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 want that money back. So just be aware of making sure that we account for that uh that unemployment compensation because it is indeed taxable all so. right look look at rockton with the quick tips okay that, that <laughs> part that part and of course we'll have his information below and in our show notes for those that are yes. listening via podcast all right you all that wraps this week's episode and we will see you all again in a couple weeks in the meantime in between time you can follow us we are divas and ducats on instagram and facebook www.divasandducats.com mm -hmm. and on 
YouTube as you know because you're watching. <laughs> so, yep. in the meantime, in between time, have a great attitude. All right, bye.